A couple of weeks ago, I found a colleague of mine, a great job. And that goes a long ways in a time like this and is something that I'm not seeing anything out of, but I know will go to pay dividends in the future. And I think that just providing value in ways that extend far beyond your interests in real estate is a huge thing to do. First, a quick word from our best ever partner, PropStream. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties in seconds, nationwide or specific to any zip code. You can skip trace owner information, find cash buyers specific to an area, and find other investors to potentially partner with or fund your deals. PropStream provides you the comprehensive data and market insight you need to be at the top of your real estate game. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail. Even if you're not in real estate, PropStream can help you locate high net worth individuals to invest in your non-real estate business. Or if you are in real estate, then you can find them to invest in your real estate business. You can use this tool to find people who have millions of dollars in equity in their homes and you can reach out to them via email, telephone, or snail mail. This is the perfect real estate investing tool for wholesalers and real estate agents, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs. I love how easy the PropStream website is to use. With a few clicks, you can review comps in the area or estimate rehab costs prior to purchasing a property. Act now to take advantage of the plethora of properties that have and will continue to hit the market during this time. And best ever listeners, do you know we got something special for you? You're going to receive a free seven-day all-access trial to experience all the features this powerful tool has, and you'll experience it firsthand. Just go to your7dayfreetrial.com. That's Y-O-U-R, the number seven, dayfreetrial.com. Get started with this. Get your seven-day free trial and start growing your business even more so than you have been. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday you're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today I'm speaking with Mike Wilkinson. Mike, how are you doing today? Good. Yourself? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Thanks for joining us. A little bit about Mike. He's a full-time real estate agent and broker and also has four years of real estate investing experience. His portfolio consists of four units in Cincinnati, three units in Denver, and three flips. He is based in Denver, Colorado, and you can say hi to him at EmbarkDenver.com. So, Mike, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on today? Absolutely. So, I think like many younger investors, I kind of got going interested in personal development, financial independence, um, kind of freeing myself from needing to always work a job and pay the bills and have some assets do that for me. So that all got started 
back in 2016, 2017, and got my real estate license right out of college, I think the same week that I had graduated, and kind of jumped in and out of the industry for the first year or two there, and got started with the house hacking strategy as a first asset. And for the last couple of years here, I've been a full-time agent and focused mostly on the residential, single-family, small multifamily asset classes. Perfect. So you have four units in Cincinnati and three in Denver. Did you get the ones in Denver first or the ones in Cincinnati first? The house hack in Denver came first and then a couple of deals in Cincinnati and then a few more deals here in Denver. So kind of hopped back and forth. What made you do Cincinnati? I actually had a roommate and very close friend of mine living with me in Denver at my house hack there. Um, He had a girlfriend, now wife, who was living in Cincinnati, grew up there. She had just bought a house out there, was charging her roommates very similar rents, over $600 a month for living in her $100,000 house out there, nicely fixed up. Then I was charging my roommates the same rent out here in a $380,000 house. And a light bulb went off in my head and I said, hey, man, it might make some sense to try and invest out of state, especially when my then roommate uh, moved out there and I could go and fly and have a close connection and someone to enjoy some time with out there. Those four units are those four single family homes, two duplexes. What's the breakdown for those Cincinnati properties? It is one single family home, which is the first place that I purchased, kind of a straightforward 2% rule deal a $50,000 house or $45,000 house with a $1,000 rent. And then a triplex that actually has a commercial unit below that was kind of being treated as a residential unit and two apartments above. And that was actually also purchased around that $50,000 mark. So a little different pricing out there than here in Denver. Sure. So when he decided to start investing in Cincinnati, you might kind of walking us through the different steps you took for anyone else who lives in a pretty expensive market and wants to venture out to a market where they can buy properties for significantly less. So, you know, setting up a team, finding the deals, managing the deals, kind of just A to Z. Absolutely. I think a common thread through a lot of my clients here who invest out of state is the property management aspect and that being a huge determinant as to whether they are successful and enjoying out-of-state investing. So I've experienced that myself. Recently fired and hired a property manager and feeling a lot better about those investments now that I'm having a little bit more of a trusty relationship with the property manager. So that's a huge aspect, and I'd say probably the most important aspect of your team out there Another huge aspect is just networking your butt off and actually going out there. I had the opportunity of having a friend out there who I could go and stay with and drive around with and and use his truck and leverage some connections that way. So meeting up with other investors out there, not just focusing on the real estate agents and the property managers and the lenders, but also networking with other investors out there who have years of experience investing in that market, 
was a huge thing for me to kind of bounce one investor's idea off of another, off of another, to kind of get a clear picture of which parts of town, which neighborhoods I wanted to be in, what price ranges I wanted to be in there, and talking with people who have already decades of experience there who aren't looking to make money off of me, I think is an important thing that not too many folks that I talk to out-of-state investing-wise do. They kind of seem to jump straight into talking to property managers and agents and the like. Do you mind telling us why you had to fire the property management company and maybe walk us through the timeline? Because I know, and I've talked about this on syndication school that I do in the past, that there's typically a time frame in which you want to wait before firing just to make sure that they're actually the reason why the property is not doing very well. So I'm just curious what happened. Was it like an instantaneous firing thing? Was it three to six months of poor management until you made that decision? And then on top of that, what lesson did you learn that allowed you to not make the same mistake in hiring the next property management company? So this particular property manager, they had an in-house maintenance division, which can be a positive thing, can also be a negative thing. It's a difference that you'll see across a lot of property managers, depending on the area. Maybe it's a half and half. Some people do have that. Some people don't. This property manager, when I originally started with her, had kind of a separate maintenance team manager through the year years that I've been with her. Then her new husband had taken over the maintenance division there and Basically, in checking in with my kind of portal, all property, ma- a lot of out of state property managers have some sort of portal where you can see your expenses. And I do a fair amount of rehabs here in Denver and help clients manage rehabs. So I understand the costs quite well. And things started to not add up. I wasn't getting the explanations when I was asking for them. And therefore, I just kind of quickly lost trust. It seemed all of a sudden that they were making their money in the maintenance division as opposed to helping me kind of manage some some profitable properties. So that was the gist of it. And I think it's an important question to ask a property manager right off the bat and to ask you have an option to go that route or not, and then making sure that you have some checks and balances there to make sure that those maintenance costs are competitive and appropriate and that you're not just being upcharged and they're making money off of you in that aspect. And then and that important question was to ask if you have to use their in-house maintenance? Yeah. Basically, my new property manager out there, they do have an in-house maintenance team. The real important question is, what is your guys' protocol? How do you do maintenance? Do you hire everything out to a third party? A fair amount of property managers do do that and you kind of ask, what is typical protocol here? Do you have one handyman that you always go to? Do you pay some people hourly? How does this work? Who owns it? Things like this to get an understanding of, okay, is this one of the most profitable parts of their company? That's not what you like to see as opposed to this being just a necessary part of the job. And some people do run maintenance in-house and therefore that's helping save you money, especially when those are just kind of simple jobs like changing locks or installing a new appliance or something like that. 
but it can also go the other way where you'd rather just pay a third party a hundred dollars and they have the interest of keeping up their reputation and charging competitive rates and things like that. So I think the main question there is how do you run your maintenance division? Do you have one in-house? Is this all third party? And from there, asking the appropriate questions to see how things are handled. Do own some properties in Denver and then in Cincinnati as well as out of state. Which one do you like better? Do you like out of state investing or do you like in state investing better? More and more, my perspective, especially leading up to my purchase around Christmas time this year, around New Year's, that was a huge debate of mine going into that, the three or four months prior to that. And I had met with plenty of different investors chatting about it. And more and more, I have leaned towards in-state investing. And here in Denver, I really believe in our market and have a lot of connections and efficiencies that I can utilize here. And so being at a younger age, I'm not interested personally in using my cash flow right now and getting a sprinter van and going across the country or anything like that. I see myself working. I enjoy my job a lot. I don't need the income in the next, say, decade. So therefore, I think what needs to be considered is with the non-passiveness of real estate, we need to think about if I have reason to believe these assets are going to appreciate And here in Denver, I really do believe that they're going to continue to appreciate, especially in these little pockets that I truly know being a broker here. So for those reasons and having connections here, having complete control, being able to go meet with a contractor face-to-face, line them out, and then have the understanding of, oh, I'm going to make this right, or I'm not going to see any more work from this person is huge. Okay, Mike, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? So best real estate advice ever. I would say that networking your butt off and providing value to your network without strings attached is a huge thing. And that is something that I leverage to stay top of mind in my database and network. Perfect. And do you have any examples of ways that people can add value without any strings attached? Yeah. Asking the simple questions of who do I need to keep in mind to introduce you to? What are you looking for in your business, in your job, in your life? For example, a couple of weeks ago, I found a colleague of mine, a great job. And that goes a long ways in a time like this and is something that I'm not seeing anything out of, but I know will go to pay dividends in the future. And I think that just providing value in ways that extend far beyond your interests in real estate is a huge thing to do. Okay, Mike, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's go for it. All right, first a quick word from our sponsor. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties, locate potential investors, or gain invaluable market insight in seconds. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail, which will help you close more deals with less stress. Visit your 7 to start your free trial 
and experience all the amazing features PropStream has to offer. That's your, the number seven, dayfreetrial.com. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom? Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com. Okay, what is the best ever book you've recently read? I would say along the lines with this providing value in my best ever advice, a book that I love is The Go-Giver. And recently read the other edition of that that's called Go-Giver, Sell More. These are quick little books but have a super meaningful message that is very simple. And if you take that with you in your network and in your day-to-day It's a pretty foolproof way of having a big life. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? Wow. My business were to collapse today. Well, I would go ahead and start a new one. Besides your first deal and your last deal, what's the best ever deal you've done? I would say best ever deal was a flip project, which I was taking a client through, realized that the numbers were awfully good and they didn't want to act on it. I got their permission to act on it myself. And in a matter of five months acting as GC, we turned an 83 grand profit on it. What's the best ever way you like to give back? I work as a volunteer with a organization called Families First and do a weekly volunteering for them. They do a great job to help parents in need in ways of raising a family with the right support. And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? Sure. I would say by email is a great way. I'm always responding to email and that is mike at embarkdenver.com. Perfect, Michael. Thanks again for coming on the show and sharing your advice with us. And mostly we focused on comparing in-state versus out-state investing. Out-of-state investing and why you prefer in-state investing. We talked about how you're able to know the market a lot better, especially because your job is as a real estate agent and a broker. It allows you to have more control. You have more connections in your local area. It allows you to meet with people face-to-face. And just overall, you like the in-state investing more than out-of-state investing, even though you do have some properties in Cincinnati. We talked about some of the tips you do have for people who do decide to invest out-of-state. And the two things you mentioned was one, that the property management company is the most important. And you kind of told us how you had to recently fire a property management company because the maintenance costs didn't seem to add up and you weren't getting a good explanation as to why. So you said that an important thing to understand with a property management company is how maintenance is handled and what the typical protocol is and making sure that there's checks and balances so that the costs are competitive and appropriate. And the second thing you mentioned about investing out of state was networking, but more specifically, making sure you're actually going out to the market to meet with people and network with people face-to-face. And this includes property managers, brokers, lenders, but you also mentioned it's important to meet with other investors too. People who aren't there to make money off of you are going to have that objective opinion as well. And then you also gave us your best ever advice, which is to network and provide value to the network with no strings attached. And he gave examples like introducing them to different contacts, maybe referring them to people. And then he gave him a specific example of how you were able to help someone find a job. So he's asking 
questions, probing questions to figure out if there's any way you can help them in order to strengthen that relationship. So again, Mike, really appreciate you coming on the show and giving your best ever advice. Best of listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. You too. Thanks, Theo.